This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee's joining us here at Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Friday. The Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. A finally Friday edition, a shortened edition today as well. We'll uh, recap last night a little bit. Interview with Paul Westhead coming up. Great uh, coach. The only guy to ever win. The only person to ever win an NBA championship and a WNBA championship as a coach. So we'll talk to him coming up. Also, uh, you can watch live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and listen live on Podbean, Network One Sports, and TreasureStateRadio.com. All right. All that's taken care of. So, oh, at Jay Walker Sports on the Twitter and... Don't forget to uh, email us, Jason, at jasonwalkershow.com. All right. Cool. So there was uh, some good basketball last night, and there will be this weekend as well. Great wrestling this weekend as well coming up. In fact, you've got uh, Helena High Capital doing uh, duels with Flathead today, and got some uh, high school stuff coming up tomorrow as well. But uh, last night... Let's start with the high school where I don't know if anybody's playing better basketball right now than Braden Cook for the Capitol Bruins. He had 30. He uh, he got hurt in the first quarter and came back from sprained ankle, went 6-for-6 six six from beyond the arc, and uh, went for 30 last night, a career high. Um, Capitol just blew out Flathead, 67-41. They actually trailed, the Bruins did, at the end of the first quarter. How about that? Uh, Alex Germer played well last night. He had 25-19 in the second half, and top-ranked Sentinel beat second-ranked Hellgate, 56-44. The Sparty's first win over the Knights in three years. Josh Wade had 19 in the loss. Glacier uh, got past Helena, 49-41. And uh, Butte rolled Big Sky, 71-49. Kenley Leary had 16 for the Bulldogs to lead the way. Uh, And that was in double-A, boys. Double-A girls. Uh, Let's see here. West rolled. 70 to 28 over CMR. Man, 
Uh, Brookberry at 18. Skyview beat uh, Great Falls 51-34. Missoula Big Sky got past Butte 34-23. Corbin Sandow had 18. Bailey Saylor with 12. Hellgate 39-36 win over Sentinel Girls. And let's see, Ellie Keller with 21, Kenzie Williams 18, Glacier, a 60-54 to win over Helena. And the Bengals led by four after three, but the Wolfpack got them by 10 in the final eight to get the six-point win. Uh, Mara McGinley, 18, Danny Barch, 17, Paige Barch, 16, Capital, Hammered Flathead 64-43. Now, remember, we talked yesterday with Anthony Knockreiner, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Brave, uh, Bravettes, and the Braves, the Flathead. And I asked him, I said, does this have a chance to be close, or is it going to be close? And he said it had a chance to be. And it was. Capital Girls led by three at the end of the first quarter. Um, but a 33-14 to stretch over 16 minutes of the second and the, uh, the third quarter opened it up. Wasn't even close after that. And uh, Mara McGinley leading the way. All right. Uh, taking a look at Victor's Carson Varner had 33 last night. Walker Doman of Winnet Grass Range had 30. And so it's Grass Range Winnet on the football field, but it's Winnet Grass Range on the basketball floor, if I remember right. Loyola, uh, Will Burns had 28. Carson Callison of Alberton Superior, 27. Cody Ann Lynn of Sims, 26. Dawson Murnian of Jordan, 26. We mentioned Alex Germer. Uh, Noah Bouchard of Huntley had 25. Some really good scoring last night, boys and girls, and some great basketball. Great, There's uh, unbelievable hoops tonight, too. Cannot wait for tonight. All across the state. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I thought... The Lady Grizz were playing really good basketball. I did. Going into last night, I didn't think they were going to beat Montana State at Brick Breeding Fieldhouse, a place they haven't won since 2014. But I thought it had a chance to be closer. It wasn't. Um, The young Bobcats playing better than the young Lady Grizz. And at the end of the day, it was... Not close at all. Montana State hammered the rivals 70-46. to 46. And they did a really nice job on defense. 22 turnovers for Montana. And Mike Petrino, who we had on the show Wednesday was pretty open and honest with uh, the pre- in the press conference yesterday. Uh, saying, quote, or last night after the game, saying, quote, my raw emotion is it's not really a rivalry right now. My raw emotion is they've got all the control in this so-called rivalry, and if we want to make it a rivalry, we need to compete and finish, end quote. Now, they can, they can try tomorrow, again, at Dahlberg, but remember... <laughs> I don't know when the tide turned, but the Lady Grizz used to always thump the Cats. Like, it it, it still isn't rivalry number-wise close 
It's like the football rivalry. But football rivalry has a completely different divisions and crap and fan bases. But the Cats have won eight of the last nine and have beat the Lady Grizz five in a row now. And they haven't lost at home since 2014. That's seven straight years. And that's stuff that Robin Selvig's teams used to do to the Bobcat women. So the Cats now uh, five and two in the big sky. Grizz fall to four and three. And again, it's not like they're playing terrible. They just, Petrino even said, you know, they played a tougher team. And, I mean, Tori Martell led the way for the Cats. And uh, the Lady Grizz shot five of 19 from three. The Cats weren't that much better, six of 18, but Tori Martell went four for five. Uh, the Cats out-rebounded Montana, 42-39. Doubled them up on assists. And Montana State committed 24 fouls at home. The Lady Grizz were called for 17. But it's again, it's a, it's, and that has nothing to do with refereeing. That is the style of defense that Montana State and Trisha Benford play. It is in your face, and it is quick. It is aggressive, and at the end of the day, the Cats are a better team right now than than Montana. Now we won't get to see the guys this weekend. We'll see the girls again tomorrow and uh, tomorrow afternoon at Dahlberg. I believe noon is a tip off tomorrow in Missoula. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the update from across the world of last night. There's really no update on the coaching search at Montana State. Um, really for a couple of days now. Got some good frontier action this weekend. Carol Rocky men down in Billings. Uh, Western Tech meeting up, both the men and women. You got the Providence men and the Northern men. You got wrestling tonight at uh, Providence. Their girls, a women's wrestling team is nationally ranked. That's awesome. Much like the guys. I mean, and I was looking, was it yesterday? Where did I see this? Um, where did I see it? I can't remember where I saw it. But the Flathead girls wrestling team is unbelievable. I mean, we know how good, here it is, we know how good the Flathead boys wrestling team has been for the last half decade or so. How about the girls? You've got, you've got a bunch of girls ranked for Flathead in the top five in the uh, Class AA wrestling ranks. 20 Flathead and Glacier wrestlers. And four number one for the Brave, Ets. That's awesome. So not only do the Flathead wrestlers have a great guys thing going on, they've got a really good girls thing going on too in its first year. So that's going to be very cool to watch, the girls. And again, that state tournament at Lockwood, in February is going to be awesome. 169 girls, all in uh, all classes. It's going to be sweet. Almost think of heading down to that one. 
as a member of the media, we could cover it. All right, so there you go. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, and a, a, a chat with Paul Westhead, the former coach of the, gosh, you name it, he coached it. <laughs> WNBA, ABA, uh, Japan leagues, NCAA men and women, he coached at Oregon. Uh, got a chance to ask him some great questions, uh, including from some area coaches and statewide coaches as well. And uh, just a chance to talk about his long career. Dude's going to be 82 next month. But we'll talk to Paul Westhead when we come back next. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out. Out on Facebook, Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, welcome back on a finally Friday here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. On this day in history coming up, I'll tell you what's on the way Monday. And much more. Including the fact that we are presented by Capital Collision Center. 
This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Well, he uh, he coached the Lakers to the first title in the Showtime era and then promptly got fired uh, just a couple of months later. He uh, won an NBA, a WNBA championship some 37 years later with the Phoenix Mercury. And... Along the way, he had stops as an assistant and head coach, including in Chicago and Orlando and Oklahoma City and Seattle and the University of Oregon women's team and Loyola Marymount. He coached everywhere. And at the end of the day, he's got a new book out and uh, talks about how he sped up the game. Joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, former head coach Paul Westhead on the Jason Walker Show. Appreciate it. Coach, how you doing? Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm just living the dream, man. I get to talk to you. This is like a lifelong dream come true for me. Um, tell, uh, I've got so many questions and so many things to talk about, and I'm glad we get a little bit extra time. But uh, take me through this book. It's um, it's interesting. A lot of people are going to be uh, interested in reading it. Why write it? Well, I, I wrote it because I wanted to put down uh, this rather unique style of running fast break, shooting within five seconds every possession. Uh, so there, there's fast break styles, uh, you know, in basketball, but it's not as uniform as every possession. So if you get the ball a hundred times, you're going to shoot quickly in a hundred possessions. And I also want to that if you have this kind of style and it's different than others, uh, you, you might have success like we did with uh, some teams, but you're also going to get fired. So you have to be ready to uh, accept that you're going to do something really different, but it might not work, and, and you got to get another job then. Uh, the book is going to be, like I said, a great read for coaches, and I've reached out to some coaches, and I'll ask you some of their questions here in a, in a few minutes, but um, you're the only guy to win an NBA championship and a WNBA championship, and it happened, well, almost 40 years apart. Um, that's pretty impressive. It's pretty awesome. But which one stands out the most? <laughs> well, let me, let me just say, when I won the championship uh, with the Lakers in 1980 in the NBA, and by coincidence, it was in my hometown of Philadelphia, uh, against the Sixers and Dr. J. So I thought, uh, this is great. Uh, why don't we do this over and over again? <laughs> well, little did I know it was going to take almost 30 years to win another one. So uh, the one reflection is if you win a championship, enjoy it, because you never know when the next one's going to come around. Uh, but... Uh, the one with the WNBA with Diana Taurasi, equally as satisfying. In some respects, more so because the women ran my fast break. Uh, they, they did the speed game. So kudos to them. They, uh, uh, they said, you give us what you want and we'll do it. So, uh, and of course you have to have great players. I had Kareem and Magic and then I had Diana Taurasi. So that's, that's the X factor. You better have great players. You know, people always say it's the coaches that win championships, but uh, you had some amazing talent. There's no doubt about that, um, especially at Loyola Marymount. And that's where I came to know you. 
um, with Bo Kimball and Hank Gathers and the Lions and those runs that you guys had in the NCAA. And that's really, Coach, where it seems you developed that system. And it was, we're just going to run and gun and have some fun. And you guys did, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah I think you're accurate. At the coaching positions I had, Loyola Marymount epitomizes the, the perfection uh, for a few seasons of uh, my fast break of the speed game. And there is a, a, an added dimension. We, we had players like Hank Gathers, Bo Kimball, Corey Gaines, who, who ran relentlessly for me. Uh, but also, uh, defensively, we full-court pressed during those years. And we made the opposition run as fast as us, as us. So we shot in five seconds. We defended in a helter-skelter way to make you shoot in five seconds, and now you're caught. Uh, you, you can't get out. You're going to play our speed game, and we're going to win. Uh, so, yeah, Loyola Marymount was, was the epitome of uh, my style of play. Paul Westhead joining us, the former NBA, NCAA, WNBA, Japan League, ABA coach. Um, you also, um, in those in those eras, or with that Loyola Marymount team, when teams tried to slow you down, what did you tell the guys? Because it seemed to not work for other teams. Yeah, well, anytime we had a snag, uh, and the snag meant that the game was slowing down, our mantra was play faster. And so instead of, like, get it under control, we would say go quicker. Uh, I can remember uh, uh, watching uh, national TV and Dick Vitale was doing a game and he'd say, you know, the team would would uh, miss three or four times down and he'd say, hey, baby, you need a timeout. Uh, well, for our team, we didn't want a timeout. You see, timeout meant that everything stopped. So I preserve timeouts. I would go through games without ever calling a timeout. They knew they had to play through the problem by going faster. And also, on the other end, we just had to defend more recklessly. We, we triple-teamed the ball just to make sure the other team saw good opportunities in a quick, timely manner for them. So we, we just wanted to create chaos both ends. You've been uh, creating chaos for a while because at LaSalle, uh, I was reading the zero defense, um, but you had a guy literally play no defense. Why was that? <laughs> well, I was at the Philadelphia Plus. It was against my Temple University against my good friend Don Casey. And uh, before the shot clock, uh, in the first half, uh, Temple went up about five with about five minutes to go in the first half, and, and he decided not to shoot anymore. He said, well, we're up by five. We had enough. So to entice him with team to shoot, I sent a player down the other end. And uh, they still didn't shoot. So I sent a second player down the other end. So I literally had two players down the other end. So it was five on three. And I'm just a little confused. In history, uh, Jim Lynham, uh, a coach, was there, and he said, Casey, call the timeout. 
but he really didn't call a timeout. They actually tried to shoot when it was 5-1-3, and the game started going up and down again. Uh, the irony of this is that the fans were cheering me and LaSalle and booing Casey, <laughs> and he won the game. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would do anything to create pace, and that's, uh, that was one example of doing it. Paul Wessa joining us. He is the author of The Speed Game. It's a book that uh, is out now for uh, anybody to read. And like I said, coaches are going to want to read this. I did have a coach, a, a high school coach I reached out to here in Helena, and he said uh, he'd like to know if that UNLV team that you played in 1990 was the best college team ever. Yeah, that's, uh, he, he has that email, but, uh, you know, that's uh... – Larry Johnson uh, team and Stacey Augman. Uh, uh, you know, the, we had played them that season in a preseason NIT game uh, at the Thomas and Mac Arena in Las Vegas. And it was uh, fast break versus fast break, uh, back and forth, back and forth. And we're winning. Uh, we're beating that Vegas team. Uh, so much so that uh, they stopped the game 20 minutes for a bomb scare. Uh, now, where that bomb scare came from, I don't know, but we didn't play for 20 minutes, and then uh, everything seemed to slow down, and, and, and they beat us. But uh, at the end of the year in the NCAA, uh, in the Elite Eight game, to get into the Final Four, we played Vegas with Tarks, Jerry Tarkanian's team, and yes, they were they were spectacular. Uh, uh, we were not good enough to beat them. They they had too much firepower. And just to go a little bit further in the NCAA finals that year, I believe they played Duke, mm -hmm. and I think they won by thirty eight points. So uh, yeah, that UNLV team was about as good a college team as I've played against for sure. Well, and I'm sure, too, you guys just ran out of emotion at the end of that run, too. That was an emotional um, month or so of basketball. Um, Paul Westhead joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. Um, Danny Sprinkles, the head coach at Montana State, he was a longtime assistant uh, down at Northridge and Fullerton. Um, but he wants to know how you would implement the style today and would it work today? <laughs> well, my first question to him would be, how long is your contract? Because <laughs> uh, if, if you try this, even though I, I can give you some tips, uh, it's 50-50 that you'll get fired. So they don't have a long contract. But, I, I mean, it's really simple. You, you have to assemble a group of young men or young women and say, we're going to play ultra fast. We're going to practice that every time we get possession, we're going to run as fast as we can, and you can go down the court within five seconds. So we're going to shoot every possession in five seconds, and we're going to do it over and over and over again, and we don't care about the score. We could be up 20, down 20, and we're going to do the same thing. And what you don't know is, are they going to buy it? Are they going to accept it? They might, on the first day, seem to like it, but on the sixth day, they may not like it, and now you're stuck. 
Paul Westhead joining us, uh, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Uh, another question from a high school coach in Montana said, uh, what do you say to a very young high school girls team that has struggled to keep them motivated and to come back next year and not quit? Because you've coached both boys and girls, uh, men and women. Um, you've won, you've lost. It doesn't matter the gender, but you get frustrated. And so what would you say to those high school kids? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the only person, and I did coach, uh, obviously men and women. Uh, and the only difference, and I also coached uh, at the University of Oregon. I coached the women's mm-hmm. team there for five years. The only difference between men and women as basketball players is that the women will work harder and longer for you in your system. Uh, you know, like I've had some men's teams where I put my fast break in and we play, uh, you know, 10 games and we're three and seven and they're done. They don't want to, they, they, they say, Hey, we could play slow and lose. So why are we going to try and play fast? Then women after 10 games, which I was with Phoenix Brooklyn my first year, we were like three and seven and they came to me and said, I know we're struggling, Coach, but we're going to hang in. We're going to keep running this system. Uh, we're going to help you make it work. So uh, for someone who coaches uh, high school girls or college women, uh, uh, you got a little bit of an edge. Uh, they'll give you more time, uh, and hopefully it'll click in for you. You mentioned coaching Diana Taurasi and Magic Johnson. They're both great champions. Um, what was their similarities on the court? Because, like I said, they're great champs, and we know how good they are. But what was it? What is it about their personality that just made them champions all the way around? Yeah, well, you know, they have something going on that uh, the game is bigger than themselves and bigger than winning and losing. They just I just feel driven to uh, excel, uh, uh, and and even though it's personal, I mean, uh, if you're a star, you know you're a star, and you, and, and you like that. Uh, but there's a quality about them that they wanted to do more than just uh, everybody wave at you in the airport. They they, they wanted to achieve for their team, and, and for Rossi and Magic. Both did that. Magic, in his uh, rookie year, was a great rebounder for his team. People don't realize that. He, he wasn't really a shooting, scoring, passing star. He was a rebounding star as a rookie. And Tarasi, uh, she didn't play as fast as I'd like, but she always got there in time and made big baskets. So uh, they always they had they both had the X factor uh, to win for you. Paul Wesset, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Um, coaching in Philly as opposed to coaching in Eugene, Oregon, what's the difference? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, uh, Philly, you know, I, you know, with my hometown, and I was very comfortable. But it, you know, it's uh, you, you have you have great competition. I mean, you, you're coaching in the Big Five with uh, with uh, Villanova and Penn and Temple and LaSalle and St. Joseph. So you, you're just one of many. In Eugene, Oregon, you're, you're it. Uh, and you, 
better be good because the the whole town, the whole state is watching you. So I love my time in Eugene. Uh, I really enjoyed being there, uh, but it's a different kind of pressure. It's a college town, and wherever you go, uh, there's a mark on you, uh, and everything's about the ducks, and, and it better work. Do you uh, do you stay in touch with a lot of your former players? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, uh, different teams. It's, it's funny you said I, I I stay in touch with Bo Kimball. Uh, I just had a conversation uh, two days ago with uh, Lucille Gathers, uh, Hank's mom. Uh, I, I stay in touch with Corey Gaines from that team. Uh, I stay in touch with some of my high school players. Uh, one of my uh, uh, young kids, uh, Chuck Sheckman, uh, calls me all the time, and he was on my Cheltenham High team. So uh, uh, it goes back and forth, uh, and, and and the longer it goes, the more you appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you missed out, Coach, and I know we're running short of time, but you missed out on coaching some great talents. Um, you were in Chicago two years before they got Jordan. You left Oregon and retired before they got Sabrina. I mean, this is a uh, <laughs> you you missed out on a couple of real good ones. <laughs> The only uh, thing that uh, both those jobs uh, have in common is that they fired me. Uh, <laughs> so I missed out because because they, they didn't want me. But I often say, uh, particularly about Jordan, had I been able to hang in and be there when Jordan arrived, I may still be in Chicago. I, I, <laughs> I might have had a 25-year career in Chicago with, uh, if I had the, the ability to, to get Michael Jordan. Of course. Uh, Sabrina, it's funny you make that comparison. She's in that, uh, that category. She, she came, she turned that program around and, uh, uh, and, uh, what a spectacular young lady she is. Well, the book is called The Speed Game and, uh, it's a pleasure to chat with you. It's my fast times in basketball. Paul Westhead, uh, happy early birthday. You know, Jordan's birthday is February 17th. My wife's is the 19th of February. Yours is the 21st. So happy early birthday. Yeah, thank you. And 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 another, for another great man, I believe George Washington is the twenty second. So we we yeah. we got a good group going. For <laughs> you definitely thank do. You. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate the time, and uh, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. Right. Thank you very much. That is uh, Paul Westhead, the uh, former coach. Man, that was fun. Had a great time talking with him this morning, and uh, got some questions answered. And I didn't want to bring up Hank Gathers. I mean, everybody knows the story. Hank Gathers collapsed during a Loyola Marymount's tournament, passed away, basically died on the court. And um, what an inspired run they made that year and uh, lost to UNLV, like he said. But uh, I, I didn't want to go there. We wanted to keep it positive, so we did. And uh, But if you uh, have never done the research on Paul Westhead, it's unbelievable. Uh, another guy, he mentioned Temple a couple times and Don Casey, but another longtime coach at Temple was John Cheney, and John Cheney passed away today at the age of 89. And uh, he's known, I, I, I think we have it, let me see if I can pull it up here, uh, for going at it with uh, John Calipari. I think Cal was at UMass then, but, uh, yeah, check this out. 
fires back. I just got my ass blasted for giving them hell down in West Virginia. And here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys. And you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that young nigga from the guy. Shut up, guy. Some things never cease to amaze. John, John Calipari and John Cheney, they had a long time rivalry, Temple, UMass, and uh, they patched things up uh, at the end. But uh, John Cheney passed away today. And you think about what he did for the game of basketball, not only um, for the game of basketball, but for coaching as you know, he 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 was one of the pioneers of black head coaches in NCAA, and he was fantastic at Temple. Uh, they made some some good runs too, man. It was the '80s and '90s in basketball, college basketball was so fun to watch. I mean, it's it's okay now, but you had guy Patrick Ewing. You had, I mean, think about just those Georgetown teams with John Thompson, uh, who just passed away as well recently. But man. Yeah, good stuff with uh, Cheney and Cal going back uh, back to 1994. Well, that's a, that's a few years ago. Uh, all right, we're gonna like I said, it's it's a minor or a uh, smaller edition of the show today. So um, got somewhere to be at five. So we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, let's do on this day in history, and uh, it is uh, January the 29th. That is National Big Wig Day. It is Corn Chip Day. And Puzzle Day. I, I haven't done a puzzle in a while. I do like corn chips. Corn chips and chili. My mother-in-law makes a really good chili. And maybe I'll have to ask for that on Sunday. We usually go over there Sunday nights for dinner uh, to the in-laws. So I'll ask her. Maybe we can have um, chili with corn chips. All right. On this date in 1900, American League organized in Buffalo, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Milwaukee, and Minneapolis. 1936, the first players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Hannes Wagner, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson. That was the first class elected to the Hall of Fame. And then this year they elect nobody because the Baseball Writers of America are a bunch of just freaking idiots. Uh, Ty Cobb used to sit on the bench and sharpen his spikes so that when he stole a base he could spike you. And make you bleed. Um, but he was a great player. 1964, the ninth Winter Olympic Games opened up in Innsbruck, Austria. 1964 as well, the most lopsided high school basketball score in Louisiana. It was 211 to 29. Uh, 1989, game-winning RBI. Now, I know Montana, hold on, Montana had... What, 100-something to zero or 100-something to two a couple years ago? But 211 to 29 is pretty bad. 1989, the game-winning RBI, the official statistic, was dropped after nine year, uh, years of use. Keith Hernandez, St. Louis Cardinal, New York Met, is uh, the all-time leader with 129 game-winning RBI. 
1995 Super Bowl 29 in Miami. San Francisco beat the Chargers 49-26. 2012 snowboarder Sean White achieves the first ever super pipe perfect score in winter X Games history. You got X Games Aspen going on this weekend. No fans allowed, which is a bummer. And it's kind of, I get it. Look, I was just in Colorado a few weeks ago for ski joring. Got a new shirt, by the way, sent to me today. So I'm going to probably uh, debut that next week. But uh, from San Juan ski joring. And Aspen, a few, uh, a couple hours up the road from Ridgeway. Look, you're most people, it's cold, right? So you're going to be wearing, like, face masks anyway. Just let fans in. Uh, 2018, the Cleveland Indians announced they'll remove the Chief Wahoo logo from uniforms the next year. 1878, happy birthday, Barney Oldfield. Barney Oldfield was an American auto racer. He's in the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. Why is Barney Oldfield famous? Well, he was the first to drive on a circular track at 60 miles an hour. That was hauling back then. The, well... Some point. Uh, happy birthday to Tom Selleck, born on this date in 1945. Tom Selleck played Mr. Baseball. And uh, that was a terrible movie. Terrible movie. Happy birthday, Greg Luganis, born on this date in 1960. 1972, Scott Davis born, the American figure skater who was in the 94 Olympics. Is that Lillehammer? Uh, he was born in Great Falls. Did you know that? Uh, let's see, Albert Gallatin, born on this date in 1761. Albert Gallatin was born in Geneva, Switzerland, but he was Secretary of the Treasury from 1801 to 1814. So he was Secretary of the Treasury when Lewis and Clark came through Montana, the Louisiana Purchase. That is why you have Gallatin Valley, Gallatin Gateway. I mean, you've got a lot of Gallatin. Uh, let's see, 1879, the Custer Battlefield National Monument was established in uh, Montana. Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty came out on this date in 1959. I think that's the wife's favorite Disney movie, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, and Alan Ladd died on this date in 1964 of an overdose. He was in uh, Shane. He was in a lot of other great movies, but Shane is uh, my favorite Alan Ladd movie. Uh, there you go. Let's do this. Boom. We're almost at the end of the show. Yep. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Oh, man, what a great week we had. Um, fantastic guest. Started Monday with Frank Stallone and Guy Almquist. I mean, how do you how do you get any better than Frank Stallone and Guy Almquist on the same day? Well, Thursday we did, or Tuesday, we had Tail and Hope. We had Commissioner Kent Paulson. We had Haley Sutton. And Phil Cuzzy, the Major League Baseball umpire. And then Wednesday, Mike Petrino, Katie Garson Forba. Yesterday, Anthony Knockreiner. Today, Paul Westhead. I mean, we had some unbelievable guests this week, and we appreciate all of them. Next week, even more. Uh, we're going to talk Montana Football Hall of Fame with Rick Holmes. Uh, Katie Garson Forba is back. We'll talk uh, some more coaches. Gatsby Randolph's going to join us Monday, scheduled. Now, Gatsby Randolph. Uh, is there's a there's a documentary coming out about him. Well, he went from basically a, a small time show promoter in in Memphis to the Hollywood it guy 
for uh, promoting in Hollywood. So we're going to talk to him about the documentary. And we were going to talk to Alex Ponovich today. Again, remember, he rescheduled from last week. Well, late last night, we got, he got called into set today. So that's why we didn't have Alex Ponovich on. So I don't know if we'll ever get Alex Pon- Van Helsing. And he's in Snowpiercer. But, oh, well. Uh, it's the final day of, final Friday of January already. Next week is, is February. Monday, February 1st. Holy cow. Where does time go? We have fun, don't we? Hope you had a blast this week. I did. Hey, uh, I'm going to spend the weekend taste testing. I got a, from John Wayne's personal recipe. It's called the Duke Spirits. And uh, taste testing that his whiskey from 1962. And also Metallica's whiskey, Blackened. I'll tell you how they are Monday. So Metallica's whiskey... They, like, put it in the cask, and then they just blast it with music. Metallica. I mean, come on. I'll tell you how it is on Monday. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com if you missed anything from this week. And we'll be back at 4 o'clock Monday afternoon. Have yourself a great weekend. Good luck to everybody playing this weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. Jason Walker Show is presented in the Major Mortgage Man Cave by Capital Collision Center. Have a great weekend. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.